Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. I listen to more than a handful of dietitian podcasts, and everyone seems to be wrapping up their season with an annual recap of what they've learned. And I typically don't do these, nor do I typically mooch off of what other people are doing. I typically set the precedent. But honestly, I was inspired by the annual recaps that I heard and the life lessons learned this past year. So here we go. We're rolling into a recap episode of 2022, the things I've learned here on the podcast, the growth I've had personally, and how all of that has changed my business. Let's start with the podcast. I started this podcast because I wanted connection with other dietitians. I started recording episodes for season one back in November of 2021, and It was acting and serving as a space for me to be able to connect with people and as a platform for those people to be able to share their stories and illuminate different opportunities as dietitians. Having produced two seasons in one year, I can tell you that the mentality from season one definitely changed into the second season, and that was only a six-month difference. I didn't leave myself a lot of flexibility for the first season. I only had a handful of solo episodes, and I really didn't talk much about human design in a way that portrayed how big a part of my life it is and how big a part of my business it is. Basically, I was so concerned with having a platform for others that I minimized my voice. I understand that some podcasts exclusively interview others, and you rarely hear from the host, but the more I leaned into my human design as the year progressed, I recognized just how important it is for me to speak from my heart and for me to share what I have to say outside of the interview space. Also from season one, I learned that I need a legit vetting process. Not everyone was a good fit for the show, and that doesn't mean that their story isn't valid or worth sharing, but it didn't make for riveting fly-on-the-wall listening. And that's what podcasts should be. You should want to be a fly-on-the-wall for the conversation. If you go back and listen to episodes in season one, you'll also notice that I do this thing where my energy level meets the energy level of the person that I'm talking to, And this may be a learned trait, but for podcasting, it's not ideal. If the other person doesn't have a super high energy level or isn't stoked about the conversation, that comes through in my voice too. Which is why a lot of what I did in season two changed how I approached the podcast from season one. I got feedback. And typically in the human design space as a manifester, they're not always open to feedback or being told what to do for that matter. However, the feedback that I received was absolutely fantastic. People wanted to hear my voice more. And truthfully, some of my highest listened to episodes were my solo episodes. So in season two, as you may notice, I started incorporating longer introductions and more solo episodes with legit, like tangible takeaways. Sometimes, yes, you can listen to a podcast for entertainment, but often it's to learn something or to have your eyes opened in a new way to a different topic which is also why I started interviewing dietitians with the intent of a takeaway or some type of nugget of wisdom for the audience. Don't get me wrong. Every conversation I recorded was awesome, but not every conversation was publish worthy. And that's the scary part about being a podcast host. You're left with a really hard question of to publish or not to publish. Or do I run this through my internal value system, shout out to Laura Jean, hey, hey, and be honest with the person that I can't use this episode? The latter is by far the more challenging and scary option, but sticking to your value system and knowing what's best for you, as well as your audience, is key. I think that also leads into entrepreneurship. 
Sometimes we have really hard decisions to make and yeah, it comes down to us making that decision, but leaning into it in a way that feels right is absolutely the key. Side note, exploring your human design can be extremely helpful in feeling out the decisions you make and how you use your internal decision-making tool to make more aligned decisions for yourself and for your business. One thing that didn't change between these seasons was bulk recording. By that, I mean recording the entire season within a month and having it ready to go so that you don't have to worry about guests throughout the season and recording and editing. That's probably one of the best things that I did. So prior to this, I had two other podcasts and I would do weekly recording sessions. It was exhausting. And truthfully, it wasn't fun knowing that I had to do something on a weekly basis and repetitively do that. Side note, that's just my personality and it is what it is. I understand that bulk recording isn't for everyone, but damn, I freaking love it. Recently though, I've been feeling a little bit of podcast burnout. So I'll be respecting that and taking Q1 off completely. I want to be excited about chatting with you guys every week. And it's been feeling a little more like a thing I have to do. And that's not in line with my values or my human design. I have to have the will to do something in my human design. And right now, While it is a key part of my values of community, connection, and collaboration, I'm just not feeling it. So this isn't goodbye. This is just TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Okay, well, not TTFN right now. Like, there's still a lot more to recap from this year. But this is the end of the second season of the podcast. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. For real, though. Some business changes. At the beginning of this year, I was working with a business coach and had been for over a year at that point. Initially, we vibed super hard and she was giving legit recommendations for me to implement. However, there's a pivotal turning point or maybe several. One, once she started working with a different business coach who seemed to have changed her personal values, she became more about the money. And subsequently, that translated into the way she worked with her clients as well, making us feel like we needed to be more about the money. Second, I started a deep dive into my human design throughout 2021 and even more so this year in 2022. And third, I've mentioned it a couple of times here on the podcast, but back in January of 2022, I went on my first business retreat and that was in the Virgin Islands with this business coach and the other people in that same mastermind space. It was an amazing experience. However, I was getting such weird vibes from this business coach, like hostile, weird, sarcastic, I'm going to beat around the bush with you vibes. And I did not like that. The reason I share the story is because even if we're working with someone for an extended period of time, that doesn't mean we're always going to be an amazing fit throughout that extended period of time. A year and a half is a really long period to work with the same person. And if you continue to vibe, awesome. However, what I learned from this experience is that I was in a period of growth and the business coach I was working with, as are many, are in periods of growth. And not all of our periods of growth will happen simultaneously. Our values can change as we continue to grow. So I have no negative feelings about this experience. I believe that everything happens to us around us for a reason. And we're here to learn from these experiences. And I definitely did learn from this. So what changed in my business this year? Well, in working with this business coach, I did my best to follow the quote, typical launch sequence quote, having an irresistible freebie, getting people on your email list, hosting a webinar, having limited sales window, getting all the people in the program and put that on repeat X amount of times per year. 
but that's not my vibe. But I did it because I was paying for a business coach whose opinion I valued. However, have you ever been in a space where maybe the person you're working with or the mentor you're working with is giving you seemingly amazing recommendations that have worked for like them and 70% of other people out there, but something still feels off and you just can't put your finger on it? Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. I launched multiple roundtables back to back and then I was disappointed because they weren't full. That was a huge learning experience. But rather than trusting that I knew what was right for my business, I tried to plan everything out to a T based off of those coaches' recommendations to know exactly when things were going to happen for like the next three quarters. Side note, this is actually the opposite of what I should be doing for my business. There are some people out there who need to plan things to a T and have all their ducks in a row before they can do something. Know the entire first quarter, second quarter, maybe even the whole year, but not me. I'm not here to launch things the same way every time and to have a set plan to launch things the same way every time. So disappointment. Disappointment is what I felt when I didn't have sold out roundtables and it was really frustrating. This is when feelings of self-doubt ensued, that not enoughness. But I was able to step back and recognize it wasn't the not enoughness. I was doing things in a way that was not aligned with my human design, the way I'm actually here to live and run my business subsequently. Talk about mind blown. By Q2, my contract working with this business coach ended and I had already started on a new path of embracing my personal values as a means by which to build my business values and make business decisions. This was an absolute game changer. Shout out again to Laura Jean. Hey, hey. Determining what is a priority in my life based on my values, in addition to leaning into and understanding my human design, is where I've had a massive shift happen this year. I know that my voice is most impactful when I can speak in the moment from my heart. So I can't plan what I'm going to say a day out, let alone three months out. I also began to teeter with not having set dates for roundtables or close out sale dates for events. I definitely took that too far. People need to know when they have to commit to something by. And the just let the universe figure it out, man, method was not ideal. But you live and you learn. And finding the balance between these two has really been key, which is why next year I have quarterly dates for five different roundtables for human design specific, as well as one that is available for all design types so that, so that people have the solidified dates that these are happening and taking place. And I can choose to launch differently if I want for each of these. So rather than being like, I don't know when the next roundtable is going to be, man, it's just going to be, I can say, Hey, There's going to be another one next corner or whatever I plan on doing going forward. I also learned "Mm, I'm working on this association between my self-worth and the amount of sales I have or the amount of clients that I have in a business. Go back to the success episode in season two for more on how to define your own success. But I've recently recognized that it's an ongoing journey. And while we are our businesses as solopreneurs, The success of our businesses does not determine our self-worth. It can be challenging to disassociate from that because we're in it every day. And if the things aren't panning out as we plan or imagine them to, it can be extremely challenging. Okay, that got intense. Let's lighten the mood and focus on things that did work because I followed my human design. So remember that January retreat I mentioned earlier? That one with the weird vibes? Yeah, So that was amazing other than the weird vibes and I wanted to replicate it because I knew I could do better. 
that set me in motion to host my first international retreat, which ended up coming to fruition in September of this year. Oftentimes, we can learn from both the positives and the negatives from experiences that we've had. And I knew what I enjoyed from that retreat that went on last January. The relaxation, the side trips, and ultimately, it was all about the connection and being physically in the same place as other people who were just as excited to do business and step away, but also step into something new. I also knew what I didn't like. Working into the late night because of poor time management, hyper-intense sessions where we spent hours focusing on just one person rather than having multiple mini-masterminds, and being expected to pay more out-of-pocket for things that we had already paid a significant amount for for the trip. None of that sat well with me. So I knew it was important to change that going forward in my own retreat. And I did. I've never felt more aligned in an experience. And knowing wholeheartedly that I was truly in the right place, doing what I was supposed to be doing at that time was absolutely amazing. The retreat in Italy was, to date, maybe some of the most aligned moments in my business. And yeah, I'm gonna get a little hippy-dippy with you for a sec, but I pulled out some oracle cards on that trip and similar to tarot cards, but also very different from tarot cards, every card that I pulled out of like a five-card pull was a beautiful reaffirmation that I was in the right place at the right time and that this retreat is exactly what I needed to be doing in that moment. It was beautiful. I'm not an emotional person at all, but the energy I felt from these cards hit me and I felt all the fields and cried the happiest of tears. That was a huge win for this year. Let me say that with more excitement. That was a huge freaking win for this year. And crazy enough, it was profitable. I know it sounds crazy to call profitability crazy, but like when I put things together, my goal is typically connection, community, and growth. It's not always profit, profit, profit. Actually, more often than not, profit is the last thing on my mind. But it was amazing to see the hard work and effort that I put into this event actually resulted in me and my business partner making money. Was it sold out? No, but that wasn't the goal. The goal was to fucking do it and to have it be a step away from the business and a realignment in one's business. And that's exactly what it was. So I know that I want to host more in-person events in the future because of the immense energy you feel on a trip when you're with other people of a similar mindset to do things differently and to also feel open and be open to doing things differently. There's just a reinvigoration that happens on a retreat like this when you have the time to step away from your business and think about your business differently, which is why I'm hosting a social in New York for dietitians this year, as well as a retreat in April in Valencia. And both of those are happening within the first quarter and a month-ish, which is even crazier. Again, mind blown. I know virtual communities are amazing, but I don't think that they'll ever 100% replace in-person interactions. Also, semi-shameless plug, but if you're listening to this and you live in the tri-state area of New York, the social's going down January 28th, and it's an afternoon where we spend really gathering as a community of RDs and having conversation about what collaboration can look like going forward over an amazing meal. So if you want to come, link for that will be in the show notes and more info for the upcoming Valencia retreat, April 17th to the 22nd. Basically what I said, we are going to be stepping away from our businesses, leaning into our human designs and coming back to our businesses in a way where we're reinvigorated and we have this renewed alignment toward our businesses as well. So info for that is in the show notes as well. All right, guys, on to personal growth. 
So I was talking to my human design friend, Miko. Actually, she's the one that I host the retreats with. And I found it so interesting in our discussions that we are very similar in our design, seemingly high level on paper, both being 6'2 profiles with an ego authority. She's a projector, I'm a manifester, and typically the sixth line profile has a crazy period of like trial and error in their lives from birth until 30. And she and I, well, I'm 30 and she's in her early 30s. But from our convos, I'd recognized that I didn't have like a crazy time in the sense of like finding myself as like a teenager or in my 20s. Like none of that in my mind was crazy. I've heard stories of people who are six lines and they're like, yeah, I did this and this and this, like jumped from a building, not like actually, but like they did crazy shit. Like I've never done the crazy shit. So I think my quote unquote crazy came from my time in work environments and learning from them. In the course of a 10 year span, I counted it today and I had 15 different positions all within the cooking and dietitian worlds, which is nuts. I think my learning in this lifetime had a lot to do with learning, like with work learning and also learning to slow the fuck down. And that slow the fuck down mentality has been ever present this year. I've done better to start my mornings off peacefully with a cup of coffee. And sometimes that means just sitting outside in the sunshine, if it's ever sunny in Germany, or reading a book or practicing a new language or just chilling out and watching some early morning TV. It's not that my mornings have changed really, but it's my mindset around my mornings that have changed. In the past, I've always felt guilt around not starting my day right away, but now knowing that I need to chill in the morning, I lean into it guilt-free. Another big lesson I've learned this year is that I'm heavily affected by other people's energy. This also comes down to my human design and how open my chart is. By that, I mean I don't have consistent energy access to a lot of my centers. And by centers, I mean those little squares and triangles on your chart, meaning that I take in energy from others when I'm around them. This key though, is knowing what energy is mine and what isn't. Story time. So my parents were here for a month. I love them and we get along really, really well, except when they're in my, my, except when they're in my environment for a month. The first week I confused their energy with my own and I was unable to detach from it, meaning that they're already intense emotional waves were being amplified by my lack of emotional center and me just going out there. I don't know what that sound effect was, but let's just say it was really good that they left for Italy a week after they got here. If you want to hear more about that, I think that was like one of my last solo episodes would recommend. But again, this is a learning experience. There's no defining what's good or bad in this situation. There's just acknowledgement and reminding yourself that it's not your energy and it's okay. So my word for 2022 was blossom. No, not like the 90s TV show blossom, but to grow and to gain a different perspective and appreciation for myself, the others around me, and the interactions that I have throughout my day. Looking back on this year, I think I can say I've blossomed. And this self-exploration journey isn't over. There are so many deeper facets that we can learn about ourselves by just being open to having different conversations and open to exploring new means of self-discovery. Personally, human design has been the tool I needed to start digging deeper and understanding my true passion, my true purpose, and what actually lights me up. That may not be it for you, and that's okay. We all have different journeys of self-reflection and self-discovery. But if human design is a path that you want to start exploring, I really encourage you to take the first step and just look up your human design, 
The link is always in the show notes and it takes less than five minutes. All you need is your accurate birth date, birth time, and birth location, literally as accurate as it can be. Once you get that crazy cool looking chart, screenshot it and then send me a DM on Instagram at the Dietitian Collaborative and I'm happy to give you a super high level explanation of what you're looking at. And if that's something that you want to get into even more, then first quarter this year, I have five roundtable sessions with all with a human design focus coming up. So January 10th, we start a six-week session for manifestors, January 12th for projectors, February 21st for manifesting generators, February 23rd for generators, and March 8th for all design types. So the link for all of those sessions uh, is also in the show notes. And in the roundtable space, we use your design so that you can tap into your innate decision-making process, which will lead you into being able to grow your business in a way that feels 100% you. Alrighty, guys, that is a wrap on 2022 on December 22nd. How much more appropriate could that be? Well, well, if it was 2.22 o'clock, that would be pretty cool, but it's not. So like I said, I'm taking the first quarter off from podcasting. If I feel inspired, who knows? Maybe I'll hop on before the start of Q2 to chat with you guys, but I just need some time to reassess what season three of this podcast is going to be and how I can use my voice and this platform to inspire and provide you with the resources that you need. But just because I'm not going to be on here doesn't mean that I won't be accessible. So if you aren't already following me on Instagram at the Dietitian Collaborative, hop on there. And if you want to chat, I'm always in my DMs and down for a coffee chat. Until next year, my fellow RDs, ciao.